Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast, a mix of business strategies, simple tips for studio growth and success with a touch of inspiration, motivation, plus raw and honest conversations to ensure you are building your studio empire. I'm your host, Jen Dalton, studio owner for 30 years, dance business coach, and author of the book, Teaching Dance Beyond the Steps. My business philosophy is creativity is our superpower. And I believe we all have the means and ability to infiltrate this into our studio. Just sometimes we can get too busy, distracted or overwhelmed to see that. And so this is exactly what I am here to help you do. Okay then, let's do this. Hit that subscribe button, sit back and relax. Now let's get ready to build your dance studio empire. Welcome to this episode of Dance Studio Empire. This episode is three of a three-part series, how to plan, create, and execute your teacher training. In episode one, I spoke about how to find and lock in your perfect teacher. And then in episode two, I spoke about how to put together that training that you want to deliver to your teachers. And this episode is about executing that training so it's efficient and then how to manage your teachers in the most effective way possible. Okay, so you've got the right teachers, they're locked in. You've got your training plan done, and you know what content you're delivering. So now we get to the actual training day. Now, before the day, there are a few things you need to make sure. Check that the the room that you're using has what you need. Do you need tables? Do you need chairs? Do you need a projector or a computer to do any online training with them? Book the, if you have booked a venue, confirm that booking. Make sure the times are all good and anything that they were going to include, make sure they're there. So again, if it's tables and chairs that you needed from them, make sure that there is enough for you. Something that I always do include is little snacks or lollies and drinks. In some of our training, I've actually ordered pizza in. We've ordered sushi in in the past. Something that gets together your team so they feel like, you know, it's just a bunch of friends hanging out. So it's not so official or an official work day as such. Uh, make sure that you've got all your training handouts so that the documents or the workbooks that you've got and any pens that you might need. You may need some props if you're doing some um, practical training. Make sure that you've got those. If you need footballs, if you need scarves, if you need anything like that, make sure you've got those. And most importantly is stick to that time plan. You don't want to run late and you don't want to finish too early. If you're fresh to training, this may take a little bit of practice, but you will get it. You will understand the timing and how to pace out your training over the time that you've allocated. That does come if you do, don't quite get it straight up. So that's all good. All right. So that's your pre-training day setup. Make sure that thing is, uh, all those things are set and ready to go. Okay. So when it comes to executing your training, so now you know who, the how, the when, the where for your teacher training, be sure your teachers understand and know how to implement that information that you're training. So how are you going to do this? you need to include both practical and theory training. So this getting out, um, you, you want to try and cater to all the different learning modalities for different people. Some are going to be practical, some are going to be theory. So if you can include an element of both, then that's going to be really helpful for your team as a whole. 
Make sure you include accountability or interviewing components so that your teachers can receive official feedback and then that guidance for growth and improvement. You want this as a studio owner. You want your teachers to continue to grow and improve. So it's up to you to make sure that you are allowing that time and that opportunity for this to happen. Number three is have a list of core foundations that you expect from your teachers. Now, this will be different for each of us because we have different expectations, but there will be things that you expect your teachers to implement every lesson. So for example, this might be <clears throat> you, you have an expectation of the uniform that they wear. You, there's an expectation of music. It may be that they need to take an attendance role or they need to report back after each class. Whatever it is for you, make sure that you have that list of those core foundations and make sure that they know about it. Which brings us to point four, which is to clearly define and communicate your expectations to ensure your teachers are held accountable. So a little bit of working that for you as a studio owner, but it will pay off if you do put the time and effort into that. All right, so that's your training done. Uh, the feedback you will get from your teachers will give you an indication of how well you did it and how well you executed it. Again, it can take a few times to get to get the flow right. That's not a problem. That's just how we keep learning. So but do stick at it because it will pay off in the long run. All right, so now we're going to move on to the teacher management side. Now, when it comes to teacher management, there are four areas for you as a studio owner or the director that you should be focusing on. Now, the first thing is guidelines and expectations. Now, I speak about this a lot, but it is so important. Set out really clear rules, guidelines, and expectations for your teachers, but be sure to document them and include them in, if they're new to your studio, make sure they're in, as part of your induction package, um, as well as training sessions. So and one thing, I don't want you to be afraid to be repeating the same trainings each year. So for example, the first training session we have, there are some you know, non-negotiables that I talk about every year and I've had teachers who have been training with me for 10 plus years. Our first training will always cover these same things. Usually we have some new faces in the room, so it's important for them to hear, but I don't think it's a bad thing for teachers who have been around for a while to rehear this information because sometimes they can get a little bit complacent as well. Things like I have very clear expectations about our first lesson back for the year. I have very clear expectations about the type of music that we use, even to the point of how to start a warm-up and the type of music to start a warm-up because I know the importance of starting a, a class with a strong warm-up and the music that you use. And the other non-negotiable is our child safety package. I always train our child safety every year because it, it's never going to be heard enough times and it's most the most important thing, keeping our kids safe. So don't worry if you're doing the same thing. It actually makes your life a little bit easier sometimes. Um, I might change the colours in the document just to change it up a bit, but the information is still the same. The rest of your training you can change up and you can add new things if things have changed, definitely, but there will be some that you need to just re train each year to make sure that your teachers fully understand. And then finally, have your teachers sign and date. 
so that they acknowledge that they understand and what you expect from them, not only in the classroom, but also outside of the classroom. So this could include things like social media, uh, what your expectations are. Do you allow your teachers to put photos of kids from your in their classes from your studio on their private and personal social media pages matter for you but you need to be very clear on what that expectation is Um, for me it is a no-go so they are not to post anything unless it's been run by me or our manager um, because there there are issues that they aren't aware of so that's how I can keep control of that and maintain it things like communication Do you expect your teachers to have conversations with the parents of your dancers? Do you want them to be resolving issues? Or would you prefer that to go through a manager or go through you? Um, Or it could be even as simple or as practical as when you want routines completed by. So for me, I have quite a, a firm timeline of when dancers need to be finished because say we have a performance in week 10, I want Uh, routines finished by week seven so that they can then polish for the next four weeks leading up to the concert so things like that just make sure you you know what they are they've been clearly explained and understood by your teachers and they've acknowledged that very important okay so the second thing is for your teacher management is regular teacher and staff training meetings now why why are these important They're important to ensure that things stay on track and your expectations are being met. These meetings also will give your teachers a chance to raise any issues that they may have. So allowing you to action any small issues. So maybe you've heard something. If you can get in and on top of this stuff before they become a major problem, it is going to save you so much time, energy and stress. And it doesn't have to become big. It doesn't have to make anyone awkward or uncomfortable. You can just raise them, you know, while they're still small and just sort them all out. Now, you can make these formal or casual. I do. I actually do a combination. Um, you could have your meetings as part of a dinner at the end of a term or a social lunch during the holidays. For us, in the middle of the year, we do um, a, a dinner and I try and book a restaurant in a room that you know we have sort of a little bit of privacy so we'll sit down at the table we can order our food but then we'll start talking about you know doing the official training um but our our dinner in the middle of the year we're talking about our end of year concert so we can sit around we can brainstorm we can make notes we can talk about expectations and things for the end of year concert while in this more casual environment Um, and it just makes for a, a, a better interaction with the team and then finally I another thing that I do is I organize what I call a 10 minute check in chat Now, these can be done each quarter or each semester, depending how your year is broken up. These check-in chats, they give your teachers a chance to bring up those small concerns that they have and also allow you to manage the issue before it escalates, like I said earlier. Um, They'll also give you, you know, if you've heard something about a particular teacher, um, it can just be sorted out really fast. And like I mentioned before, that less formal situation takes the pressure and the awkwardness away from your teacher you you don't want 
to put your teacher in an awkward position or make them feel uncomfortable. You know, they're the hard conversations. We have to have hard conversations. So if we can do whatever we can surrounding the environment to control that, then these 10-minute check-in chats are really good for that. Now, what I do do with these particular ones is I make it convenient for them. So I'm not telling them that they need to come in on a day off to work around my schedule. What I will do is I will meet the teacher either before their class, like 10 minutes before they start or 10 minutes after. So they don't have to come into the studio on a day off. This all also shows that I respect their time. And I think that's really important because I want them to know that, you know, they are just as important. Their time is just as important as mine. And so that's what I do to make that as easy and convenient as possible for them. And I truly believe they appreciate that as well. Okay, that's number two. Number three, briefings and updates for events. So this is for your teachers, keeping them informed and clearly communicate with them before you have any events or concerts or performances, <clears throat> anything that, um, th- that they may need information for, even if it's like, you know, dress up week at the, at the studio or anything that they may have a parent come and ask them a question or a teacher or a student come and ask them a question, have them be able to answer it because if they're answering it then they're not coming to you they're not going to be taking up time for your staff you just make sure you have a document that details everything they know for things like performances that you expect your teachers to be at make sure you have informed them of things like their the expectations that you have for them uh, the timings that you want them there the places that they need to be their roles on that day. What do you want them to do? Do you want them helping kids get dressed? Do you want them helping kids move to the studio? Is it part of a workshop and you want them to take the warm-up of a particular section of this, you know, your workshop? Have this information on hand so you can print it out and give them a hard copy or send it to them by email. The more information they have, the, the easier it's going to be for you and it's going to take that, that extra pressure, the extra time of parents coming and asking you questions. So it's going to be helpful for you if you do that. Okay. And finally, number four, re-interviewing your current teachers for the following dance year. So my teachers know that they are not automatically going to be offered teaching hours for the following year. I find this to be a really powerful way to re-engage and just make sure that we're still all on the same page. So how I do this is I set a day uh, towards the end of the year and it's to organize a one-on-one interview with each of my teachers. You can do this yourself or if you have a manager, I actually tend to do this one myself. I don't put this in the hands of my manager. Sometimes we'll do it together, um, but I don't want it to be an intimidating situation. I want it to be you know, it's, it's more of a chat, even though it's more formal. I set the day and then I will say to the teachers, okay, it's up to you. I've got between nine and four, um, book in for an hour with whatever time of the day it suits you. Just let me know. And, um, and then I also ask them to bring any ideas or suggestions that they might have for the following dance year. Now, once we're in the interview, I start by checking in with them. So I will ask them what, you know, their current goals are. I ask them about the goals that they set this time last year and 
where they're at with those. Have they achieved them? Have they set new goals? And then I also talk about the plans for the following year and address any issues that may have arisen. Now, the good thing about talking about the following year is that if I say, oh, yeah, I've got a family wedding in Greece in July, so I'm going to be out for the month of July. So what it allows you then to plan that far ahead, so, okay, we're going to need a cover teacher for the month of July for this particular teacher. It puts you on the front foot as the teacher, uh, as a studio owner, instead of finding out a couple of weeks before, oh, no, I've got to find a cover for this, you know, Put the control back in your own hands um, by being proactive about this stuff. And then finally, this is also a good time to ensure that your teachers still align with your studio values. Um, on a side note, it's also an indication of how how much they still want to teach for you. You know, did they book in e- eagerly? Did they make an effort with their grooming? Did they come prepared with things? You know, most importantly, do they show up with any initiative or anything? Just like I asked them to before. And I can say that usually the teachers that I want to keep on, and as I said, I've had teachers there for 10 plus years, they're the ones that make the effort each year. They come with the ideas and they're raring to go. So I know that they're still in alignment with our studio values, our teaching values, and that's why it works so well. There are teachers at this point where I realize, you know, maybe it's time to part ways, maybe they've been around too too long, or, you know, they've got new focus or new interests, which is, of course, absolutely fine. But for me, I want to know that they're still making my studio the priority for them when they're in the classroom. And so if not, then it's time to move on and it's, you know, it's happy, it's all good, and it's done in a positive way. Okay, there it is. Executing your teacher training and effectively managing your teachers. Now, if you haven't already, go back and listen to episodes one and two so you can piece it all together. Putting together from finding those teachers, finding the right teachers, making sure they align with your studio, putting together a training program that suits you and your studio, having it planned out so your teachers know exactly when the training is going to be, what time and where it's going to be at how to make sure that just before you you execute your training that everything is set up and ready to go so it runs smoothly and it's professional. And then finally, managing those teachers. So just making sure you are giving them enough information, giving them the power to make them the best teachers for your studio because it is only going to benefit you as a studio owner to have fantastic and reliable teachers working for you. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series and have been able to take away some helpful tips and information. I'd love for you to share this with other studio owners who you know could benefit from this information. Let's just help each other out. Okay, till the next episode, keep focused, keep smiling, and keep building your dance studio empire. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dance Studio Empire. If you enjoyed it, please share it on your stories on Instagram and be sure to tag me at Dance Teacher Central so I can say thank you. And if you really want to support me and the show, I'd absolutely love for you to leave a rating or review. For all the latest from me, you can follow me at Dance Teacher Central on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week for more strategies and tips to ensure you are building your dance studio empire.